Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At Betches. I hope you all had a great week. Um, I'm back for a second week in a row. Very exciting. What an honor. I hope you love listening to my voice. Again, I'm Dana Samuel, community manager at Betches and the manager of the One's Happy Hour and You Up Instagram. And I'm joined today by... I'm Carly Rice. I am a social media manager at Betches 2. I run Diet Starts Tomorrow. If we've DM'd there, that's me DMing you. You know, just having a lot of fun over there. Dan. And I'm Danny Murphy. I'm co-host of Not Another True Crime Podcast. If you're a freak like me, and also I frequent a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. So if you're a big fan of them, I probably have seen you in line there. So you heard his voice national, either on the it's podcast. National coffee or day, or Danny. Did you get some coffee this morning? I actually can't even I have <laughs> two. No, when I tell you I'm broken, like I have two cold brews, a regular hot. Uh, a water with a little like caffeine in it. Like I don't know if I'll make. I might crash halfway through this, but we'll see. He is surrounded That's so by much coffee. Cold brew. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so alone, but I have coffee. Like I don't like this. Is the only person hugging me today. Yeah. That's honestly. I was like, Danny's always energy. in a great mood. Like Danny's always happy. Like no, I'm just like cracked out of my mind on coffee. That is that. We need you to have that that cold brew adrenaline. We have a great show for you today. Excited to see Danny's amped up responses to everything we have in store. We're going to talk about Demi Lovato and Max Ehrlich's breakup. What's going on with that? We're going to talk about if it's time to destigmatize moving home with your parents, which many of us have had to do because of COVID. And we're going to touch upon a little bit of tonight's presidential debate. And of course, we'll always make always mix in a little bit more for you as well. But before we do that, let's get into what's going on at Betches. Yeah, so thank you, Dana, for that lovely intro. Um, I want to tell you guys all about our new Betches Moms platform. You can go follow it on Instagram from being mom curious to what it actually takes to get pregnant to like raising an actual human. We're going to get into it all, especially the parts that they don't talk about. So follow at Betches because we don't trust anyone who makes this shit look easy. And it's a great account and I follow it and it's super funny. And on the flip side of, uh, in case you're either a mom or not a mom, who's really curious about knowing who these celebrities or very successful people's fathers are, this new limited series podcast, Do You Know Who My Dad Is, is out. It's so much fun. The Betcha Sup is bringing you an eight episode limited series to expose the connections you never knew existed. Do You Know Who My Dad Is explores dynastic nepotism and the effects it has on our culture and current political systems. Hosted by Brian Russell Smith and Alicia Angelis, uh, they are exposing privilege that leads to inexperienced and unaccomplished children of powerful people getting ahead. I think we know who. Uh, so think of your coworker who has a really shitty work ethic that rarely gets reprimanded and just happens to be related to the CEO. Funny how that works out, uh, but on a way more influential scale. Episode four drops this Friday and is a deep dive in the Kennedy family. So tune in to Do You Know Who My Dad Is every Friday right here on Betches Sup and at Betches and let's get dynasty. Okay, that's a fun little pun at the end. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, episode four, uh, Save 2020, the Sup video series just had episode four get launched and our very own Dana is on that video or in that video. 
So 2020 sucks, obviously. It's up to us to save it. So episode four of our Save 2020 series just came out and it's all about swing states, what they are, which states are swing states and why the fuck presidential candidates dedicate so much time and attention to them. So head to the app Betches IGTV to watch it right now. And also, if you're listening to this podcast or just Betches podcast in general, you're going to want some merch to rep what you listen to. So we have... So many different items. I mean, I'm currently sipping out of my true crime podcast. Shout out to me, coffee mug. That's one of my coffee mugs. And I also plug yourself. One- oh, girl. I- oh, honey, that's quarantine. I'm plugging myself day in, day out. And then also I have a flip the Senate sweatshirt, which is so cute and cozy. It makes me feel a little bit better. So go to shopbetches.com slash connect- uh, collections, find your favorite podcast and get to town. Excellent. So we have a lot going on as at Betches, as always. Um, plugging ourselves because we need, you know what, we need that serotonin release to get through the day. (laughs) So let's just jump right in. Let's jump right in to, to the tea, to the drama, to the mess of what is going on with Demi Lovato and her breakup. So if anyone is unfamiliar with what's going on, I think two months ago now, roughly two months ago, Demi Lovato got engaged to her now ex Max Ehrlich and they had been dating I think for not that long for also maybe two months they were dating before they got engaged their relationship was beginning and ended faster than every like sourdough starter happens (laughs) I mean like people people are still preheating their oven to make bread when these guys got a ring and then returned that ring I don't even know because it's a blink in the eye like crazy I remember in the beginning of quarantine he went live on his story and she came into the shot and he was like I'm live and she was like what and he was like I'm live and then she tried to duck really quick then everyone knew they were together and I remember that was like the very beginning of quarantine so I'm gonna say they weren't dating secretly for like two years before that because they weren't very good at keeping it a secret (laughs) I, I feel like it was a week before that so they started dating in quarantine, got engaged within a couple of months, and then broke up within a couple of months. It's like a very familiar concept, I feel like. <laughs> in the world, anyway. Yeah, and it, it just, it makes you wonder what the, you know, intention of this or many other celebrity relationships or celebrity breakups, if, why, why did you even... Why did you even get engaged in the first place? I understand you yeah. might have been in a different place altogether at the point when you got engaged versus when you broke up. But it just seems to be a reoccurring theme. I know. You know what I kind of feel happened, though? It's because, I mean, we're all, we all kind of are in tune to, like, the struggles that Demi has been going through in her life. Yeah. And she seems to be in a really good place right now. And I do think it's kind of one of the things, because, like, it's still very scary. But when March hit, when quarantine started... And we had no clue really what was going on. I feel all any of us were clinging to something comfortable and just like that we could trust or at least put like stock into. And for her, it ended up being this guy that she like just started yeah. seeing right. like quarantine together. And then they ended up becoming each other's quote unquote worlds because they couldn't see anybody else. So it really just whirlwind so fast out of that circumstance. I also feel like celebrities are a little bit like crazy and manic. Like they have to be if they're famous a little bit. Like their personalities are very 
intense. And so it's kind of like the thing of like a normal person be like, oh, it's the honeymoon stage. Like things are so good. And sometimes celebrities are like, we are meant for each other. We're soulmates. Let's do it big. Let's get the biggest <laughs> ring. Let's announce it everywhere. And then it's like, shit, that wasn't what was supposed oh to be. Oh my God, the ring is enormous. Huge. It's Huge. enormous. And I don't know what, the, what is she going to pawn it? Do celebrities go to pawn shops? But <laughs> <laughs> no. what is she going to do with the ring now? And uh, you can send it to us, Demi. Oh, I t- yeah, I we'll split take it in it. half. I would I would love to pay some rent with that max ring because that no one is using it. And, hey, uh, rent! You could buy like a house. <laughs> Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Wait, but do any of you guys have friends that started dating people at the beginning of quarantine or in the middle of quarantine? I had, yeah, I had a friend uh, get a boyfriend in the middle of, in the beginning of quarantine and they broke up within like two weeks. Like they did not last long (laughs) at all. I'll call that her COVID boyfriend, like literally, because it lasted as long as, God forbid, COVID can last for some people. Maybe it's a mix of like, she had, she lost her sense of taste. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, normally you're on the streets of like New York City or in your office or wherever, and you're like, okay, that guy's like, you know, an eight or a nine. And then you go to your hometown and you're like, oh, that guy's not bad. (laughs) But if you saw him, maybe like in your office, you'd be like, no. Do you think that this is telling of, just relationships in general like should we be overly cautious either for ourselves or the people around us of relationships that seemingly got so serious in covid or should it be like well you have nothing else to do but get to know each other and build this bond so i a hundred percent think it is a reason to be cautious because i feel so many people are clinging to one another i think for the main reason a it's comfort and b it's safety too because like if you have if you are lonely and you want someone to like hook up with or go out to dinner with, you know, like, okay, I know where this one person has been versus going on all these different dates. And they're like, oh, if we make it through this, we can make it through anything. But it's not like you guys are going through a really tough time that only applies to yourselves. Everyone is dealing with COVID and this pandemic. So it's not really strengthening yourselves together. It's you guys separately. So I really don't think it's as relationship building as people are putting out. Yeah. I think that's a great, great point. That's a great point. And I think, like you already said, that could definitely have an um, an impact on what happened with Demi. And also now that they've broken up, I've seen many headlines and many, you know, things on Instagram of people saying, 
or quoting Max in saying that they haven't officially ended things with each other or that he didn't yeah. know that their engagement was over and everything like that. So I'm just like, what like, the hell do you mean? <laughs> it's kind of random, but that's like how Julianne Huff and her uh, husband are now kind oh. of rekindling. It's like, I think people are just honestly a little lonely. And horny. I think also in celeb... <laughs> I'm like, speaking from experience. Yeah, um... they just be horny. They're texting everybody. <laughs> we all are. Anybody single right now is sending texts me like, Hey, have you been like alone for two weeks? Okay, you're clean. Let's get down to business. Hey, do you want to like hang yeah. out? Like, yeah. I know that we broke up, but no, I, I feel like people are just like, what else is there to do? But also in celebrity world, like you always hear about like the weirdest breakups. Like they'll just send a text or something because they're not ever together. And there's like, it's just very impersonal, I feel like. But I have a feeling, how could he not know? <laughs> I, that, yeah, a lot of people are accusing him of clout chasing because of that, yeah. because, yeah. I mean, I doubt that Demi Lovato, I don't know her personally, but I don't <laughs> think she's the kind of person to just, like, slip off the ring, and, and that's, like, a subliminal message. I feel like she would she would say something. She, there's her no way she didn't powerful. let her... Exactly. There's Have you heard no her way. belt? Yeah. <laughs> it's she can't kind go of out like, in the middle of the night. No. It's malicious to think about anyone exposing her, especially like like using her weaknesses in that sense, because we all know like she's been through some stuff and like she's probably a little more vulnerable to that sort of thing. And I'm not saying he did that, but I'm sure like it's a little easier to manipulate someone like that. You know what I mean? And it's also just like why you if if you didn't know that your relationship was over why are you going to the tabloids to tell them yeah. that yeah why would you ruin it to the sense of being like well i'm not sure that we are broken up it's like don't go tell the press go yeah. tell her like yeah. Yeah. So you can connect the dots i think if she didn't text you babe this story's crazy just assume it. Yeah, he's like, hey, I, like, I heard some random rumors that we broke up and it's like, just goes green. Like, yeah, he's well, already blocked. <laughs> she's like, did you get an Android? Wait, babe. But to your point about clout chasing, I kind of do feel he is milking this breakup in a way because I compare their relationship to Ariana and uh, Same. Uh, Pete, just because it's kind of like this guy who's successful, but not to the level of like a pop stardom. And when they broke up, he was not trying to like jump out and really do any press or tablet stuff like that. I think they kind of did have a mutual-ish ending of this versus him posting like song clips of her saying, I went to her concert when I was 15. He really, Weird. he's really kind of making it such a bigger story than it has to be. And he has to know that indirectly and almost actually exclusively directly affects Demi and her mental state and Definitely. her peace of mind. Definitely. Yeah. It's also it's like, you're not the... You think you're the only person who broke off an engagement in the real world or celebrity world? <laughs> like, get over yourself. Yeah, if he is doing it for clout chasing purposes, though, he must be miserable right now because he had it all within his grasp. He was like, I'm about to be hella famous. And now it's like, <laughs> who? <laughs> it's, it truly was like what happened to Skype when Zoom got so big. Like, you were so close. You were so close to getting yes, this. Skype, you were going to be 2020. Their life yeah. right now. Max Ehrlich is probably going to partner with Skype to talk about relationships. <laughs> Mark my and words. like and MySpace and all of the like, <laughs> could be's. I'd hop back on MySpace in a second. I love that. I love that platform. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> not not sponsored by MySpace. <laughs> oh, but Tom, call me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that this is something 
like you mentioned, Danny, of a recurring theme throughout, especially with celebrities, when the woman, especially a pop Mm -hmm. star, is, you know, so unbelievably successful, so unbelievably well-known and famous and talented that the man may feel overshadowed and, like, he needs to overcompensate or just threatened by that. His masculinity, yep, they get so, like, and they're like, calm the fuck down. Be happy that this woman is gracing you with her time. And now Max also complaining about all of like, Demi's fans, be nicer to me. You didn't mind when they followed you when you got like half a million followers in two weeks when they started following you. So this is what kind of happens with that. And I think it's because it's kind of like, we were all, we were talking before we started recording about um, Mariah and Nick Cannon too, because she kind of opened up about their uh, split and about being like, it's kind of, and I think it was the same boat. These women who are so successful and the men just get like, but I'm the breadwinner. And it's like, no, they're, but they're the house winner. They're the Bentley winner. <laughs> yeah. Or they get, you know, in, in a case of, um, like, you're not allowed to leave me or I'm gonna, you know, even to the point where going off Mariah Carey, she's releasing her memoir. And in one of the snippets that was released about it, she talks about um, her ex-husband who basically like held a knife to her face yeah. when she tried to leave him. Because he, uh, what, uh, what? And that all- isn't okay. Going off of that really quick, my parents once saw her with her ex husband at a oh. restaurant in New York City, and they said she was so like rude to him and so like mean to everyone who came near her, and she seemed very upset. And I remember being like, "Wow, what a bitch!" Like you know, what a diva. And now we hear about this, and I'm like, "We never, you never know what's going on." She was literally afraid for her life. She was probably angry and upset because she didn't know how to leave, or like, you know what I mean? There were so many things going through her head. And my parents were like, "Wow, she wasn't very nice." <laughs> and meanwhile, like her memoirs, well, like, "No, I was fighting for my life." <laughs> yeah, and that's also the thing that was so hard because I feel like it's hard to imagine now because this doesn't happen that much now. These relationships. But back then, especially record label managers and everything like that would start dating their clients and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that's what her marriage was. Tommy was in control of her music, was in control of her career, even tried to tell her not to release All I Want for Christmas is You because he said it would ruin her. Who has the last laugh? Never (laughs) trust a man. Uh, But besides that, it's sort of like he, he, like if she left him, she had to be like, okay, I'm leaving my what I know. And also, am I putting my career on the line? Yeah, am I leaving my music career? Yeah, and he did make it harder for her for a little bit. She had some rough goes at it, but a diva always overcomes. I think that is, I mean, chef's kiss. That's a beautiful note to end on. A diva will always overcome. So make that the title of this. <laughs> that's episode. the title of the podcast. That's the end of the episode. A diva always overcomes. <laughs> Put that on okay. my tombstone. Oh my god! Right, and then I rise up from the grave. I'm like, I overcame. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, 
washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Okay, so next up, let's talk about whether or not it's time to destigmatize moving home with your parents. So did did y'all have to move home for at least a period with your yeah. parents when COVID quarantine started? I was yeah. home for a few months, yeah. Me too. I was, I left my apartment, moved out, put everything in a storage unit. Cause I was like, why am I paying rent for this apartment near the city? And it was not that fun. <laughs> I was saving um, tons of money, but when you're on your own for so long and like you're doing stuff, you're going out with your friends and then you move back to your parents' house and it's their rules again. You're like, I've regressed. Like it felt mm. like high school in a way. I feel like. Right. So our, producer you know him as the king of podcasts mike Oscarelli. <laughs> he okay. sent us an article by buzzfeed um basically talking about <clears throat> excuse me millennials trying to shake the stigma moving home with their parents so carly had to move home i'm currently coming to you from my childhood bedroom <laughs> so I, I have moved home for a while um it's something that like you said, a lot of people couldn't justify paying, especially in New York City, where right. you know I live full time, paying too much money to live in an apartment. <laughs> like we that, won't even tell you how much. Oh yeah, my God, no, you no. you can look into it yourself. But doing that for somewhere that you're you're not even sleeping, you're not even going there really at all, and a lot of people couldn't justify that. And I know people who were on like me, who are on a September lease. So you spend all summer waiting and waiting and waiting, seeing if it'll be worth it, if things are going to get better or not. I mean, obviously they weren't going to get that much better that fast, but, <laughs> but it's you're so holding crazy. out we waiting until the last minute to see whether you should pull from your lease or not. Yeah. A lot of people did, and they had to move back home. So going off of that, were you embarrassed to have to move home? I, I know, obviously, we. I feel like we also had the option of going to the apartments, I, but... I know, I think that was my thing. I never felt, Im- 
embarrassed for it, mainly because I looked at, well, from my point of view, I looked at anybody else doing it. I'm kind of like, no one knows what the hell is going on right now. Yeah. And it's kind of a thing where it's like some people, so many people lost their jobs, so they lost their income for rent. Why would they be scraping along just to pay rent in a city that they don't work in currently and they don't need to do this? And also kind of with it, there was there's no end date for this. And to have the comfort if you're able to like, quarantine and know that you're not going to be exposing your parents at all to have that comfort too is really nice and I looked at it because I went home to help out my mom who was like she can't be going to the grocery stores right now it's like so dangerous for like anybody like it's risky for everybody but for like older people you kind of want to help them out so that's kind of how I looked at it but I do hear people kind of being like oh my god they're home and it's sort of like what the fuck do you expect them to do what do you need right yeah I feel like everyone who moved home like from their apartment in the city or wherever to their parents' house is it's followed up with like, but I'm moving back really soon Mm -hmm. or like, but I'm saving money. And it's like, you don't need to explain it to me. I have like no pride, like with it. I was like, yeah, I'm saving so much money. I have no pride in general. Don't, don't explain anything. No pride. I have zero pride. I'm recording this on the ground right now. Yeah, no, no pride. (laughs) And I mean, I ended up getting an apartment kind of near where my parents live, like still like an hour from the city because I was like, yeah, I want my own place now, but I was able to save up for a while. And I'm like, I'm so happy that I did that. Like I have no regrets. I think what's annoying is that when everyone moved home, everyone thought it would be two weeks. And then everyone was stuck mm. for like three months being like, any day we're going to hear information about this. <laughs> like, now. Still we're doing that. So there's no stigma if half there's, of the country is doing it, you know? There, there's no stigma. And I also kind of look at it as sort of like a social awakening in a sense where I feel like now, especially this year, we're examining what really matters in my life. Like, do I need, like, I feel like if you asked me in February, I was like, oh my God, I, oh, I just need like to go to a wine bar and sit and like eavesdrop and have tapas and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm talk- like, and I still love, I, I put my AirPods down when I'm near a good conversation. He still loves a good eavesdrop. I love an eavesdrop. <laughs> but it's kind of one of those things where you look, you're like, okay, well, it sounds so stupid, but I have my health. I got my family. Mm-hmm. I got good people around me. Do I need, like, what am I, I feel like some people are kind of looking like, what did I move to the city for? Or what did I move somewhere for? I kind of just want to be near home or I want to be closer to home. And that shouldn't be looked at as like an embarrassing, immature, like, oh, you're a baby. You want to be close to your parents. It's sort of thing. like, why shouldn't you want to be if you have a good relationship with them? Right. And I'm wondering if I I know a few people who've taken on that same mindset, just, you know, in my personal circle, but I'm wondering if people who have taken on that mindset that you just described, if this is sort of going to shift whenever things get back to quote unquote normal in the sense we're allowed to like be out in crowds and interact with people, if it's still going to be looked down upon per se if someone lives with their parents you know if you hear yeah. all these stories and i've been watching a lot of old sitcoms in quarantine so you see with them, which pe- yes um mostly girlfriends and like <gasps> sister sister yes. and all those oh, oh the netflix releases okay, yes, yes 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 okay we're here <laughs> but yes. if someone is going on a date with it's usually a woman is going on a date with a man and she finds out he lives with his parents it's like pump the brakes absolutely yeah. not I could never do that. So I'm wondering if this is going to change how people look at that mm. altogether. But it's so funny because normally that's true, but friends who I've gone to their like apartment in the city or whatever, now they're like, yeah, come to my parents' house. I'm like, God, your parents have a nice house. I'm like, let's go watch like, a movie in, your, in the movie room. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, why don't, why are we at your shitty apartment all the time? Like, <laughs> the fridge is I'll take it. I'm so happy. Yeah, the and fridge just has food. Yeah. 
Okay. It doesn't have a stench around it. Like there's not just a smell. That's all good stuff. But I, I so know what you mean. And I think it even kind of, because to your point where it's sort of like, we're kind of getting not back to any sense of normalcy, but you're able to like go out for drinks or something like that right now. And now, because I'm even dealing with this, where like me and my friends who are still in the city will be texting in like a group chat, like, oh, everyone comes. And the people who are living at home are like, I have to like coordinate a ride. I need to like, it's yeah. very much like my super sweet 16 take two where people are like, <laughs> oh, my dad has to pick me up at 10 or like, I don't really know, it'll be traffic. And it's, so there's more roadblocks for that. So I kind of wonder for the people that if it'll start to like, grind on the people I, at home. I do kind of feel like obviously like we were saying it depends on your circumstances or jobs or something but say you are lucky enough to just be working from home if you're someone who left your apartment to go like save money and live with your parents or whatever you're probably doing that because like you like your family and like mm -hmm. it's nice to save money like if you really don't want to be doing that you could still live in the city like my sister who lives with Danny by the way <laughs> shout <laughs> um, out to Steph Shout out to Stephanie. And also like, we just didn't touch on that, but I've known Danny for so long, but, but she was like, I'm not leaving my city. And I was like, this Brooklyn's not like, you weren't born in Brooklyn. Like we were born on the I Jersey shore. The same thing to her. And I was like, yeah, I'm going home. Like I'm living with mom and dad for a couple of months. She's like, well, I'm not leaving my city. I'm like, okay. Like I didn't know. Not you city. Well, no, when she's, like, I was like, can I take your room? I love the rices so much. I like, like, yeah. If there's ever an at Betch's party, we should have it at the rices. The mom, the mom and dad are so much fun. They would love <laughs> that. They would, they would start planning tomorrow. So. Okay. I'll text them. So I guess the, 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 question to ponder audience think think amongst yourselves but would you date someone who lived with their parents carly if ryan moved back home would you be like mm, i just think because I, ha I have my own apartment around here i would just be like i don't really need to hang out with like i don't need to hang out at your family's house we can hang out here Mm -hmm. it gets difficult when you both live with your parents because then it's like is it what what are we doing like are we back in high school like what are we gonna have some alone time like <laughs> I think one person needs to have an apartment and then you can be an adult I think if both don't then it's like it's gonna be tricky with the outdoor dining situation slowly coming to a close like what are you guys gonna do you gotta be into some freaky outdoor stuff if you both yeah live. you gotta have like car sex <laughs> yeah. and some some juvenile things have I'm to happen month month seven of the pandemic i'm just looking to date a guy who lives you know what i mean i'm just like get me anything <laughs> you're like beating like, heart check beating heart honey i'll get that max ehrlich ring and plop it on any finger or extremity you damn need me to. That's where I'm at in quarantine. I think me and Dana would also agree with that. That ring is beautiful. <laughs> I know. It's so nice. Uh, yeah. Yep. If we could, re now I'm getting picky. I'm like, well, if we could reshape the cut of the diamond. Wait, actually, like, thank you, because I didn't love it. Like, I'm not, like, trim, like, just, trim some off the side. It's a little big for me. Yeah. <laughs> Dana, are you seeing anybody right now? What would you, what's your vibe with this? I yeah, am. Dana's, Dana's boyfriend lives How does quite have a far. Danny, oh, ask Dana where her boyfriend lives. <laughs> Oh my God. He lives in Sydney, Australia. Anyone who wait, just rolled is... their eyes, we've been dating for over three years. So wait, oh, I hope you know, my eyes rolled back because that is so hot to me. I love an, is me he, does he have an Australian accent. He does. Of course. <gasps> he also dresses so well, Danny. Like, oh yeah, he came to the office Dana. and met Carly. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm stalking you after this. I'm stalking him after this. He's too. so wait, cute. Okay. Because okay. I, I fell down an instant hotel rabbit hole because that's how alone I am. I don't have an Australian man Here's to text. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm cute. showing Danny a picture. Everyone. Oh my God. 
Are you guys looking for a third? Like, what is happening here? Oh my God. Maybe one day. How'd you guys maybe, meet? Maybe someday. He studied abroad at my school. Um, oh my God. So he's from Australia, like for reals? Like, yeah. I am. <laughs> what? So I remember I'm being like, gonna cry. <laughs> I'm living in a 90s rom com, but. You are. Yes, I would. Um, again, I, I kind of take the same stance as Carly, and I hope that everyone. You know, if you move back home, so what? It, a lot of people, a lot of us didn't have the option, and we're just trying to get by day to day. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betch's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. We're trying to even more so get through tonight, which is the first 2020 presidential debate. So let's get into it. Nice segue. Thank you. (laughs) So are you, are you, 
if you're watching either of you, are you going into it with any expectations or hopes or fears? I'm or anything? going into it with fears. a box of wine, a full-on <laughs> box of wine and just numbing myself pure. Yeah. The only reason I am kind of excited for this week, just because like I feel, I'm more excited for the VP debates to be fully honest, just because I feel like yeah. that's where Kamala will really come out to play. I don't like Biden versus Trump. It'll be a very interesting it's just going to be like a difficult time, I think. Yeah, it'll be like, is anyone hooked on phonics? We don't know. We'll find out. But I am mm-hmm. excited to see that because this will be the first time that Trump is going to really have to face the music about the tax issue in front of everyone. He can't just tweet and avoid it. It's really going to be right But there he can avoid time. it. Like he can just, you could ask him the most direct question. And if he, He'll talk about it in a circle for 30 minutes and then just be like, that's a stupid question. Like, have that's how he that, answers shit. Have you seen that TikTok of, I can't remember what question he was asked, but he's basically like, um, I think that when people do, um, and when we, and someone compared it to the sound <laughs> of the little boys, like, um, and they, we, and, um, um, and I, the, <laughs> so I feel like there's potential for a lot of that. But I know in the news about his taxes broke, everyone is freaking the fuck out and thinking about what they have spent $750 on that he's paying his his entire taxes for that. And I've paid more than that for a plane ticket. I revisit the Australia point from earlier. It is not cheap to go (laughs) there. So... I, mean, I just want to say, that's just the one trip in my life. As, as someone who is, and I'm going to expose myself with this, as someone who is not as blonde as she appears to be naturally, I've spent that much yearly getting my hair done. So, <laughs> and I'm I'm also going to expose myself as someone not as skinny as they appear. Full silence. Everyone's like, "What?" No, I've spent that on seamless in a month. Like. Fully. I thought you were gonna say like some <laughs> cosmetics or like no. like a cape wear. Oh, something. I'm not trying to fix myself. No, I'm I'm ruining my body. I'm eroding from the inside like this. You're like no, 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 I, quite the opposite, ma'am. <laughs> I am so bad. But I what I do kind of like because I feel everyone always says there's been so many people like okay, well this is just another thing that we have on Trump and no one cares. I do feel like this is sort of different because even at the base, everyone is like stingy like cares about their money and cares about taxes it's such a big issue that people vote on so i feel him doing this total like illegalness and like not paying and all stuff people like well i fucking pay for taxes what the hell so i think it could kind of ignite an extra fire on the moderates who are the unfortunate the main people we're trying to convince this election round to kind of be like okay well this is do you want more of this do you want more deceit for taxes do you want to pay more to get nothing out of it type of thing do you guys think it's possible to still be like undecided right now? Because I know that there's people who out there who probably like were for Trump. Now they're like, I'm not sure. Let's hope that's how, let's hope people are removing themselves from voting for Trump. I would like to say I hope that it's not possible for people to be undecided. But I mean, I also hope that everyone who could vote was going to vote in 2016 and there's been all of those infographics of how many people didn't and it's Mm -hmm. just i i mean my eyes are familiar with the contents of my brain i roll them so many times a day i also i kind of feel sorry you go danny oh i was gonna say i think it's a kind of a harsh reality because like for all of us we're like well everyone votes for their best in or they vote they vote for their best interest or what causes matter the most to them or what's more important to them and i think Unfortunately, in the moderate side, they're the people that are kind of like, oh, yeah, that's like a human rights thing. But my money, 
but you know what I mean? Where they're kind of always mm-hmm. going back to, but my money, but my taxes, but am I gonna have to pay more? If that means all these people, like we're not, we're gonna start having like some <laughs> equality or <laughs> peace of anything. So I think unfortunately those are the moderates that are still in the middle that are less looking at it as like, oh, society's burning because they're not affected right now by mm-hmm. any of the uh, oppression going on. So I think it's kind of up to hopefully these debates to show them just do it for your fucking money if that's what's going to do it for you. I know. I was going to say, I kind of feel like the people we forget about are the people who will just vote based on party regardless. Like they just don't care. They're either Democrat or Republican. And then the people who are just like, I'm not a political person. I just, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. It's like, we live in America. We get to vote, like educate yourself, the bare men, and then just haul your ass to the voting area (laughs) in your town. yeah, I'm not a cleaning person. I still have to scrub my toilet. You know what I mean? Like, I have, there's so many things I don't care about and don't want to. It's like let's plop you in do. North Korea and see you change your mind. Like, yeah. please, just just educate yourself. Like, even if like you're not gonna vote for Biden or Trump, like even if that's the case and you still are very passionate about a party, like at least you're passionate. At least you know what you stand for. You know. And I will say for those people, because that's also the thing too, where I hate that. Um, especially because I don't want to, because I know I've been having conversations with my friends who are very liberal and progressive that are kind of, Mm -hmm. and I mean, not everyone is super jazzed about all the options everywhere, but just know like every step is a step forward or a step backward. So just do you, do you want, which way on the elliptical would you like to try to go to? That's just my thing with that. Right. And I hope that all the people who are probably just watching to see what you know stuff they can meme about what Trump is going to say later or what anything is going to be said hopefully that in addition to them wanting to watch even to see what he has to say about addressing the taxes issue that they can absorb some of the actual issues that are being discussed Mm -hmm. and get you know a more clear perspective on how they want to vote. I know, because that was my, because that was, I feel like, what happened with 2016. Everyone was just so, like, amused, to be honest, by Trump, because he is such, I mean, he's a a TV personality. He knows how to do TV type of things, and that helped him so much. Does he? In those earlier, (laughs) well, I mean, like, to start a conversation and to kind of get things going. And then, so, but I feel like now it's kind of like, sitcoms get canceled after three or four years. Like, no one is laughing at Modern Family as much at the beginning. Let's hope that this time around, his hijinks if you will call it uh i'll just call it like hate talk and fear-mongering but uh his hijinks i feel like maybe will lose the appeal that they had in 2016 yeah i I hope so i know for me and like not even just me i know so many people including myself get really frustrated when he speaks like i it's hard for me to listen to him so just (laughs) i just hope people like and i that's because of how he speaks and what he has to say but i just hope people are paying enough (laughs) attention that they also feel that way well that's it everyone that's it for this episode <laughs> this was so much Let's fun on a negative note <laughs> i had a blast oh my gosh yes this is great today. get some coffee guys yeah get yourself a, a coffee if you haven't already celebrate um watch the debate register to vote um and don't forget to rate review and subscribe again i'm dana samuel you can find me on instagram at dmichelle1l4es and follow you up pod and one's happy hour. And I am Carly Rice. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Drew. C-A-R-L-I-E-D-R-E-U-X. First name, middle name. Very confusing. And you can also find me on Diet Starts Tomorrow. Go follow that. It's a fun time.
And you can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K on every social media platform imaginable. Maybe even MySpace will get back on it. And be sure to check out Not Another True Crime Podcast, NATC Pod on Instagram. New episodes every Monday. Thanks, everyone. Later. Betches.